Ephesians chapter 4. Just on the turning of the page for me, it's last week we looked at the, he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets. Uh, those gifts to deal with situations, apostles and prophets. We looked at those two last week. And tonight we go into the next few. And some evangelists and pastors and teachers. And uh, one of these is gifted to deal with sinners and the other is gifted to deal with saints. So gifted for situations, healings and things, apostles and prophets and receiving the scriptures. And then gifted for to get to sinners, evangelists and then saints. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word again. Bless our hearts. Encourage us. Open our eyes. Use this in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. Evangelist. Now, um, if the church was big enough, you could have an evangelist full-time, couldn't you? That would do the evangelistic work. Reaching out into the community with different ways, tracting, giving tracts out, having some street meetings and things of that nature. They are given that gift and they can do that. Uh, we don't... Well, we, are, we have and have had people that do that. Uh, and it's, it comes easy to them, comes natural, it's a gift. And they can go and do that. And, and we do need that. We need to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and uttermost parts of the world. And, and locally and out there. And an evangelist can go visit with the mission, missionaries and, and preach for them too. So this one's gifted by the Spirit to soul win or win souls. And he that winneth souls is wise. Thank you. Proverbs. He that winneth souls is wise. And we can all be soul winners, but we can't all be evangelists. So we can all speak the word in season to somebody. And we have to prepare our hearts to give an answer to every man that asks us for the reason of the hope that is in us. But this is a special gift to, to, to preach the word of God. His, his method is usually lighter and not as deep as a teacher or preacher. He, he will go lighter but be, make it easy to apply and understand the scriptures. I know the preacher should do that, pastor should do that. But this particular person, you can tell, they've got that ability to make it understood and Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 verse 5, what did he say? Do the work of an evangelist. What was Timothy? He was a pastor as a local church. And so he, he, was, he, he was more the pastor material. He was more a teacher person. But Paul said, do the work of an evangelist. Get out there. Um, do that. Exercise yourself to go out. And even if it's out of your comfort zone, <laughs> talk to people. I know I'm known as pastors that don't want to get out at all, don't want to talk to people. They just want to, you know, and the temptation is to, to, to do that. But it's, well, the challenge is, goes out. Let's go to the book of Acts and trace the life of an evangelist. Um, <clears throat> we go to chapter 6 and verse 5 to start with. We talked a bit about him last week. We'll conclude with the one we ended with last week. Oh, we won't finish the sermon on him, but his life will finish there. In Acts chapter 6... And verse 5. 
Well, verse 3, Wherefore, brethren, look among yourselves for seven men. Remember, we talked about them, one of the seven, in, later in Acts. Seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, the business that was taking up the time of the apostles, that they needed someone to fill this so they could um, prioritise on preaching and studying the scriptures. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Pachorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. When they did that, that got people involved, that got their gifts going and exercised, the numbers actually they didn't just increase what did they do in verse 7 multiplied they multiplied when everyone got into their niche got to do the work and so let's go to chapter 8 now in verse <clears throat> 5 and we'll look at several verses in chapter 8 of Acts and see which one you can well it's easy to pick which one it was that became an evangelist of those that were chosen to do the service you see they were busy doing the service of God. <laughs> they were busy. They had been chosen to do ministry and to distribute the, to the necessity of saints. But this man moved on. Then Philip went down to the city of, what's his name? Philip, one of the seven, and preached un, Christ unto them. And they, and the people with one accord gave heed. He had that ability to communicate that people responded to the working of the Holy Spirit. And uh, unto those things that Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. If you go down to verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. So a little bit, he went a bit further <laughs> in baptizing these ones. Verse 26, same chapter. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip. Now he's having great things happening where he was. But the Lord's angel said to Philip saying arise go toward the south unto the way that goeth from Jer Jerusalem to Gaza which is desert and he arose and went and behold a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace queen of the Ethiopians who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah the prophet then the spirit of said unto Philip go near and join yourself to this chariot and Philip ran there to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some, except some man guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up in and sit with him. And the place of the scripture that he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So he opened not his mouth. And uh, you know the story there. And Philip said to Philip, uh, who's, uh, Whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began, as an evangelist will, <laughs> open his mouth and preach unto him, Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And he got saved and he got baptized at that time. Now, People emphasize the fact that Philip was busy and multitudes were being, well, lots of people were being saved. But God said, no, I want you over here. 
There's a man taken off down to Ethiopia. There's only a single person in a desert. And he obeyed and he went. And so where there's one or many, the evangelist should be encouraged to do what God wants him to do. As the Spirit moved him to do this. And this man got saved and it said that the many churches were established in Ethiopia as a result of this. So God knows what he's doing in organising and arranging people to meet. Um, <clears throat> souls to be saved. It was just interesting. I got home from, well, I was up at church a little, a few hours ago and went back home and Jill was on the phone and this chap was talking to her. And um, then I was, he's talking to me. And so he, he, got, <laughs> he got one of the tracks, the little bridge tracks that we passed out two or three years ago. He said, I've kept it because it sort of spoke to me. He was going through a hard time. And so he's, he wants to maybe come to church. And he's, he, he, so pray that uh, Ray, Ray will come. And um, he said, never been to places like that before, just all new. <laughs> so, you know, you know, God can work, can't he? Like that. So we need to get the rest of those tracks out when your foot's ready. And you've got a coke worker here. <laughs> we'll buy you some runners even. <laughs> or push bike. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a few thousand to get out. You don't know where and who takes them in. And you know, and reads that little thing and puts it away or puts it in the cupboard and he's pulled it out. He said, I put it away for the reason to pull it out one day. Um, <clears throat> and so with Philip, this is a work of an evangelist. We move on to verse, uh, to chapter 21 now. And follow it. We're looking at the life of an evangelist. His election, choosing to be a deacon, actually. And then he becomes a, an evangelist through life. And 21, verse 8. And the next day, they that were of Paul's company, remember we read this last week, departed and came to Caesarea, and we entreated, entreated, entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and abode with him. And as we said last week, his whole family, it seems, is involved in Ministry and the same man had four daughters, virgins who did prophesy, and they prophesied there. And so here they were, continuing years later, doing the work of an evangelist still. You see, God called him and he stayed in the calling with which he was called. I think that's scriptural, it's Corinthians actually, talks about doing that. So, these are the ones that are gifted to, to deal with sinners. And some people, just as I say, you can see that that's the way they are and, and praise God for those individuals that God's put puts now if we've got the gift of evangelist and we don't do it what are we what are we being we're being disobedient disobedient to the calling of God in our lives I'm not going to say I'll say have you got the gift of the gap no have you got the gift of sharing the word? You naturally can open up with people and they naturally want to talk with you. You can talk about them, you can talk about you, but you can get around to the gospel and, and preach the, the truth. If you've got that, use it. And, and you know what? Pray to God that he'll give you pe people opportunities to talk to them about the Lord Jesus. Then there's those that are gifted to deal with saints. Back in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, 
and pastors. You see how long <laughs> just one verses with all these different ones one verse can take. The gift to deal with saints. Pastors, first of all, called to tend the flock, a under-shepherd or a shepherd of the people. He loves and has a heart for the flock. And if you've been in ministry for a while, you can discern and detect people that have got that, yep, that they are concerned. You can see it in young people even, that they, they go after people, they are concerned with people when they've got troubles, and they, they look out for them and try to encourage them. And he cares for the weak, the sick, and the straying. He counsels the young and cares for the needy, and comforts those that have had or going through hard times and bereaved, in other words. Let's turn to the book of First Peter chapter 5. There's a lot more spoken of these individuals than there are of the evangelist. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. It's what they are to do is in the list here. Um, the elders who are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight of it, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage. When the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. And so this is all talking about the same individual. And this, this along with the book of Acts, does something that we need to understand when we're reading the scripture. It talks of this person as he, as he were three different people, but one being one person. He describes them, first of all, in verse 1. These Now you say, well, it didn't mention pastor there, but it did. <laughs> it did. Well, look at it. Well, the first one. They're described as being, in verse 1, the elders, in verse 1 there, of First Peter. That are among you, I exhort, who also am an elder. That is one who is an example, a presbytos, presbytos. Excuse me, I've got my new teeth in. I forgot to change my teeth, my, my clothes, so I'm... Now you're going to listen to all my STs, aren't you? I've been training at home. <laughs> ah, well. We have troubles, don't we, preachers? <laughs> I went somewhere today and I was doing it. I thought, ah, oh, the old people's home. Yeah, that's right. Had to apologise there too. <laughs> what they are to do, feed the flock, but they're called elders. They're presbytos. The idea of maturity, character, of the office is emphasized. Then in verse 2, can you pick what the name of the individual, same individual, is called there? It's not, it's not a word that you'd be looking for. Did I hear? Feed. Feed. <laughs> feed the shepherd. The flock. Feed the flock. That's what it's, uh, and uh, that's what pastors do. Shepherd the flock to teach the people and so feed the flock this has the idea of shepherding feeding this is the purpose of the office the other was the, the um, character of the office and then down 
in verse where are you? in the same verse, the middle of verse two, take the oversight, the bishopric, the overseer, the overseer, an episcopos is the word is there. And so the three words using talking about that indiv individual and <coughs> individuals, like maybe if the church is larger, that they need that. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have this description of what they do. Feed the flock, take the oversight, and it's tied up with the name. The name, as we've gone through them. And be an example. Elder, bishop, pastor, or shepherd. Um, <clears throat> In verse 3, I've got something written next to this one. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Not being a what? What does that mean? A is a word that's used of a man in 3 John. A tyrant? <laughs> Similar. A dictator. A dictator. Dictator diatrophix over there in John. But... <clears throat> We're not to be that, but that doesn't mean that the pastor should be a pushover either and walked all over. It's not, that's not what it's saying because you have to stand up for the truth of God's word. That's the responsibility of the pastor and um, <clears throat> not to be walked over in that regards, but not to lord it over and be a dictator. Well, what they're to be, that's the, what they're to do really and be in that in those verses, but go to Titus one and verse six. Titus one and verse six. And if any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having children, not accused of riot nor or unruly, for a bishop, there's that word, must be blameless as the stewards of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. We preached through this a year or so ago. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able to, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. And so that's what he, there is to be. These are the qualifications that are listed of him, of the bishop, of a church. Um, <clears throat> quite a quite a list in the scriptures it talks of them somewhere else too in Timothy it gives a list again what other individual or office holder in the church does the scriptures explain and give qualifications for a deacon how many I mean, how many different descriptions are there? How many lists of qualifications? Lists for pastors, elders, bishops, and lists for deacons. The two offices. That's why Baptist churches have the two offices like that. And um, they can extend out into different gifted people in doing the ministry. Uh, in 1 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 7, Paul was instructing young Timothy, a young pastor, on the, on the character of elder or bishop. In those verses there, that's just back a bit. Yeah, well, we're right there. First Timothy chapter 
3 verses 1 to 7, he goes through their list, similar list to what we've just read there in Titus. And then gives the deacons list after that of their, quali- their qualifications. In the Old Testament, in Ezekiel 34, it talks about the shepherds of Israel. Those that should have been pastoring the flock. Those that should have been feeding the flock. And instead they were what? Feeding themselves. Deceiving the flock. They were in it for the money. I think that's the way of Balaam, isn't it? The error of Balaam, the way of Balaam, and there's something else about Balaam. But it, it, he, he was for hire. In other words, you can buy me to do your, to do your spiritual stuff. And there's a lot of people around for sale today, particularly as we spoke of the, the um, apostate church, the ecumenical church today. There's a lot of people in it for the money. And if you're going to be in an independent church, it's not in it for the money. That's not, that's not what happens in independent churches. You see, because it's, it's governed locally and the people got a, you know, they got an eye to see what's going on. But when it's governed, the monies are governed from a central office somewhere and you're giving money to it, you don't know what's going on. You're having no, I don't know, they might put a yearly record out, but it would be very vague in that. And as we said, cover up with the finances. And Ezekiel 34 talks about those sort of shepherds in Israel. When Israel was falling into apostasy and slipping aside, their shepherds were silent. Their shepherds were not telling and teaching the people. What a shame that that happened um, <clears throat> so this those and then the teachers the pastors and we'll deal with a little bit next week but the teachers just shortly back in verse 11 and teachers and there can be pastor teachers um, the teacher expounds the bible the great truths of scripture the great doctrines of scripture underlining the principles, drawing out illustrations, drawing out principles to live by. He compares spiritual things with spiritual things, 1 Corinthians 2.13. He shows God's ways with men down through the ages and takes the example of those that were written for our examples, as it says in Scripture, that we might not fall into sin as some of they did, but he takes these and teaches and communicates God's great and wonderful plan for men now for people individually and for for the saints in the future for the saints in the future as i said to this uh, the man that rung i said listen you know there's there's wonderful things in god's word you can know them if you come along listen just sit and listen and and take in the word of god and uh, see a lot of us we're in Christian homes and we slowly, we grew into it. We heard the, the wonderful stories and the miracles before there was all television and all that sort of stuff. The, these were, they were real miracles, you know, but now they fake everything and kids are, oh, that's not very exciting. <laughs> yeah, but the Bible's real. The movies are fake. It's all fake. It's all put on. It's all an actor acting. But the Bible has wonderful truths from the past, for the present, and into the future. And this teacher develops consistent hermeneutics and discerns the principles of Scripture to help people to live by them. He teaches others to divide the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 
and um, it's good for doctrine, for reproof, correction and instruction in righteousness and opens the, their eyes to the scriptures and gets them excited about digging in it themselves. Um, <clears throat> for Because I got the influence of scripture earlier and got saved earlier, it's different for me, but it'd be... I'll, <laughs> It would be interesting to be an adult with a world view already formed, then become a Christian. Because it's, well, some of you folks, that happened too. <laughs> you already had a world view, but then you become a Christian. And a lot of changes you had to get rid of, put off and put on. But, you know, just taking the scriptures and look through it and say, as an adult, you know, you've got reasoning abilities. What does this mean? What is the spirit moving you to think about this? And yeah, I've seen people that have got saved a bit later and how they grow quickly because they can think through it with the guidance of the word, the spirit, and come to spiritual understanding. It's a blessing when that happens. And, you know, over the period of three years, if they're keen about it, they get the picture, <laughs> the big picture, and then get the details filled in through life as they experience life. Any thoughts before we have some prayer requests? I know we didn't, we're just looking at one point there, the gifts are signed in the outline. Elisa's probably thinking this is good, another week I don't have to type some more up. <laughs> we might give her a little extra there next week. Yeah, these people that are given to the church, you see that that group, verse 11, is a, is a group on its own. Then you get to the next verse and it, it helps understand what, how the ch church functions. They do something for these that these might do, outreach and ministry. Next week.